Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Sarah. And I'm Alicia. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies about queer women inclusively defined. Sometimes not all the characters are women, but mostly they are. Yes. (laughs) Not all the characters, because there's like no movies that have. (laughs) But anyway, that's besides the point. Unfortunately. Um, what's up? I am just working, living my freelance life. Um, yeah, and you're doing, doing some big awesome work. Stuff. Yeah, I've been interviewing a lot of big names lately, which is very awesome. Um, I interviewed Sarah Shulman, yes. queer icon, today. Mm-hmm. I interviewed Allison Bechdel, another oh, queer icon. That, that name? I've heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, you might have heard of her. She's kind of like niche, but um, yeah. And she has a new book out called The Secret to Superhuman Strength, which is about um, her relationship to exercise. And that spoke to me, even just like the premise, I was like, I'm in. And it was very good. She gets super existential, which is another thing that I love because I do that too, where she gets existential really fast. She's talking about life and death, mortality, yeah, bodies, queerness, all that stuff. She's amazing. I interviewed her. Um, I interviewed a bunch of other people who aren't maybe quite as famous, but in my mind are still extremely cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's, I mean, not that I interview people very often, but I feel like it must be an honor every time it is yeah it's kind of mind-blowing that I'm like allowed to call people up or like (laughs) talk to them on zoom actually you know who I did interview who the I think there will be a lot of interest in this because it's not a writer um Kat Burrell from Winona Earp oh interesting yes how did this come about um it came about by chance because I can't remember how but somehow I connected on Twitter with the editor of Tag Magazine, which is like a lesbian culture magazine. And she was like, do you wanna do a feature on Cat Burrell for our Pride issue? And I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. I would love to. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so that'll be on June, well, end of May. That's awesome. What's up with you, Alicia? Um, well, not much. Well, you like- job. I did. I got a new job. So um, that was nice because now I have um, money. We love, well, we hate money like in principle. Yeah. But in practice, we love money. (laughs) Hate hate the capitalism. Love the green. (laughs) The dollar bills sense. Um, Yeah. uh, I've just been adjusting to, um, you know, a new house. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, you know I'm in a new place um with so, a pretty sweet bed just gotta say yeah not that I've been in it but I've seen it Sarah can see okay. it <laughs> I can see it right now my listeners it, it's nice <laughs> um yeah so just kind of adjusting to I feel like when you move it always takes a little while um for everything to settle and things are starting to settle which is nice mm-hmm. um good feeling yeah, definitely calms my anxiety down. So, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, the second I start to feel comfortable, something new happens. So 
yeah, I got a new job. And um, it's actually quite funny because in my interview, um, one of the people who was interviewing me said that he looked up this podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I forget that people listen to this. I <laughs> just feel like it's me and you just having fun on Zoom. Well, you know, I, part of what I do, um, at least I feel like as a millennial, you need to kind of show all the skills that you have. And I'm like, well, yeah. I have, you know, like video editing skills. I have audio editing skills, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, so I put it in, yeah. I put on my LinkedIn, just like you did. So it shows That's up. True. It's I, on my LinkedIn, which I haven't, I hate LinkedIn, so I never use it, but yeah. it's there. It's also on my CV. <laughs> yeah, because I it is extremely useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me, it's, I'm like, yeah, it's like my my little baby, my hobby, but it also gives me like a lot of skills. It does. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and they, it was a really nice icebreaker coming into the um, interview like that. Cause I was just like, you know, quite nervous. And then I hear that and I'm like, oh, even like nervous laughter is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Very cool. Yeah, I got, I got that job, which is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so like just, just adjusting and um, yeah, yeah, love and life. Yeah, the and days also, are much longer now. Everything yes. in the Pacific Northwest is blooming like heck. Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. Uh, listeners, I was actually telling Sarah, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be a couple minutes late because I'm working on my P trellis. Yes, and I was <laughs> happy, so happy to receive that text. <laughs> I thought you would be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've taken up gardening, something fierce. So <laughs> thems be my babies now. <laughs> I'm going to come over. Just yeah. FYI, I'm going to come visit you. I'm 13 days to fully vaxxed. Oh, yeah. My, or 12 days. I got my second shot a couple days ago. How are you feeling? Today, I feel fine. Yesterday, I did not feel fine but I didn't feel like terrible. I just had like a headache and felt really tired. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel after your second one? I actually got the J&J. &J. Oh, you did? Nice. I did. Did you um, feel any side effects from that? No, weirdly enough. I was definitely feeling like, um, I have a weak constitution. I get like <laughs> stomach aches all the time. I'm yeah. basically like a small Victorian child. <laughs> um, like I could die of consumption at any moment. Oh um, <laughs> and so, you know, hearing all this hullabaloo about the vaccine. And this was a couple days before it was paused in the United States that I got the J&J &J vaccine. So that was awesome to feel. Uh, not, yeah. um, <laughs> so um, I was planning to be like, I'm not going to start work until, you know, this day and, um, just make sure that I'm fine. Uh, yeah, I didn't feel anything. I had like a slight headache, but like that could have been cause I slept funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it could have been anything. My girlfriend, on the other hand, we were like, oh, she's a tank. It's going to be fine. <laughs> she was out for days. <laughs> like did not feel herself. And it was just like, oh man. Um, and then, of course, like a couple days after, it was like blood clots, blood clots, blood clots. Right. And we were like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. But 
it's been almost a month since I've had it. So I'm in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah. I just, the first time I had a, my arm was really sore for the first shot. Um, I had Pfizer and mm -hmm. I was like, it was like really actually painful. And this time my arm barely hurt at all, but the rest of me was like, <laughs> we in you yeah. <laughs> just like going in <laughs> yeah. but that's okay I'm really grateful I'm so grateful that we too. can have it and I hope that it works yeah <laughs> I also I just really hope that like we can stop being greedy bitches in this country and like share some shit mm -hmm. with people who need it stop yeah. hoarding things yeah not that I expect America to ever not hoard, but it'd be yeah. nice. <laughs> it would definitely be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Like I'm trying to, well, on that note, I feel like I'm trying to carve in my own little piece of happiness, you know? Yeah. Um, I try to limit my daily intake of news, things like that, <laughs> and fill myself, fill my life with stuff that's going to make me happy. Yeah. Like peas. Yeah, like peas. And like and, Alice Wu movies. <laughs> and this pea cast. <laughs> this pea cast. Yes, Alice Wu movies. Yeah, yeah, what What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about The Half of It, an instant classic released in May 2020, one year ago. I believe it was May. Yeah. I'm gonna get it a cake. Okay. <laughs> eat the cake yourself. Yes. And then I'm gonna eat the cake. Slash fortunately. Um, this is a film. Well, it's a Netflix film. I was going to say it's a film on Netflix, but really it's a Netflix film. Did Netflix um, produce it? It was supposed to be, it was supposed to premiere in April last year, I think, at Tribeca. Hmm. I read on the Wikipedia page. So Ooh. Well, well, there we go. Um, accurate, but. And it is so wholesome and wonderful. It is. Um, it's wholesome with its PG-13 rating, so it's good for the whole family. It has PG-13, um, why? Um, Maybe because there's queers. <laughs> Mild <know>. queerness. Mild <laughs> <laughs> queerness abounds. Um, maybe because they talk about, like, dating and sex i don't know that's okay. a really good well, question and i mean the rating system is fucked up anyway but. yeah that is that's absolutely accurate i don't know why yeah hmm. um, Maybe because it's geared towards teenagers i read a review on autostraddle by melinda <laughs> lowe who is a novelist oh my god you know her i love melinda lowe yeah i love um, all her books I have not read them, but I want to when I'm in a YA mood, which is almost never. But once yeah, I'm, I'm in that mood again, mood. I, I'm going to go for those books. Yeah, I just read her book last, well, last night at the Telegraph Club. Oh, yeah. Chef's Kiss. I've heard cool. very good things about it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. The review. She wrote a review. Channel. What were we talking about before that? PG-13 rating. PG-13 ratings. Uh, yeah, that was why I brought it up because of the YA thing. Because the movie feels like a YA movie. 
Like what, if it was a mm-hmm. book, it would be called a YA book. Yes, it would absolutely be. <laughs> you are accurate. Yeah. There's so many um, tropes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not boring. Like, no, they like she takes the tropes and then she like does something interesting with them, which mm-hmm. almost never happens because it's hard to do that with tropes. <laughs> that's why they're tropes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Alice Wu does that a lot with her or at least from what we've seen with her characters in Saving yeah. Face. Yeah. Um, Major fave. We love Saving Face. Oh my God. It's Listen so to our episode about it. Yes. I don't remember what number it is, but it's somewhere in the back catalog. Yeah. Just like a couple first pages in the catalog. Yeah. I must have been one of the first ones we did. Because mm, I think we were both chomping at the bit to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like every character in this film is quite complex so it takes this initial trope and kind of puts it on its head yeah um, for for all the characters all the tropes except for maybe trig <laughs> except for what maybe trig trig the character trig um, oh. boyfriend oh my god i forgot <laughs> about him <laughs> forget about the dude characters um to um, be further yeah we always forget but yeah his character is still quite funny like the actor played it very well Mm -hmm. but yeah it is one of those just like yeah this guy's a doofus (laughs) and he doesn't really do anything more than be a doofus right that's his whole raison d'etre yeah wow getting franch about it yeah getting franch Uh, well i'm about to get franch on you too okay because this is based yep on a play I didn't even intentionally do that, but it worked <laughs> as a segue. Um, called Serrano de Bergerac. Cyrano de Bergerac. Cyrano. Yeah. I, I know, know how to speak French. I speak French in high school and we, uh, I think we read that play or else we just learned about it. I don't know if we actually read it. I think I might've read it the translation <laughs> class actually. I went to a waspy school that's what we read but it's uh not that interesting in my opinion the original one no reading the Wikipedia (laughs) page I'm like yeah wow this is a glow up for sure yeah (laughs) this movie is a major glow up for this plot line (laughs) I think it was a movie too at some point I think Steve Martin was in it don't quote me on that I'm pretty sure yes okay he is because yeah. i watched it recently oh you did i can't believe you watched I it i forgot yes because i watched this with my my lovely girlfriend mm-hmm. and she loves steve martin i mean oh, yeah. he is awesome let's be real um at least from what i know about him yeah i'm sure that there's something that he did <laughs> not awesome but um but yeah he has like a, a huge nose and i'm pretty sure i watched it anyway anyway oh, oh no, yeah it's that's called the whole thing he has a huge nose he's in love with this woman but like the hot guy gets her because he's hot but he needs the guy the quote-unquote ugly guy because he has a big nose to write the letters to her or not letters i guess in the play it's like he's speaking to her and he's in the bushes Cyrano's in the bushes feeding him lines yes the yeah. movie is called roxanne 
That's right, Roxanne. 1987 film. Oh man. So this is that's the year a... Act Up started. <laughs> that's where my brain went oh. since I <laughs> interviewed Sarah Shulman about Act Up today. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Neither here nor there. I'm good at tangents. <laughs> so this is a, you know, a glow up of the original play and this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, no shade to that film, but like, obviously. Uh, maybe it's just like a little shade. Obviously gay people are better. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like non-white people, which is basically that whole cast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I feel like this movie was super diverse and, um, yeah, I feel like it did everything fantastic. Yeah, um, I loved Ellie Chu. The character of Ellie Chu oh is so beautiful and wonderful. I love her so much. And like the, I thought the actress whose name I forgot. Leah Lewis. Leah Lewis. She did such a good job. And mm-hmm. like the way that that character like had like navigated relationships I thought was so good it was like so interesting I love the relationship with her dad it made me cry so much like that part where they're making dumplings together oh I cried <laughs> yeah I love um the dad makes dumplings several times throughout the film and yeah I thought it was it was so sweet um some with her and some with um Paul who's um a character yeah um, which I thought was very sweet as well yeah. um I, I like that yeah I like that there's a friendship at the center of this mm-hmm. I'm big into friendship storylines yeah. and um I did kind of feel like I didn't like Paul as much as I wanted to as the movie went on mm-hmm. I think especially like when he realized that she was queer and he like had a weird reaction Mm-hmm. I was like what year are we in <laughs> yeah like, that part okay. yeah yeah that part was truly hard for me to mm-hmm. be be down with yeah. um though I know it exists but I'm kind of like I feel like if a teenage you know a gen yeah like kid, a teenager like it's one thing if it's your parent or whatever yeah I don't know. but I mean it does take place in a rural religious town and like that's established in fictional town but in Washington mm-hmm which is yeah. where we are. Yeah, fictional town of Squamish. Yeah. Which is great. It's an amalgamation of all the native, or not all, some yeah. of the native tribes here. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The First Nations, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. I thought it was, <laughs> I felt like I could pull apart from like where Alice Wu got all these um, names. Mm. Um, yeah, I love Ellie. Ellie, the character of Ellie, because, well, I mean, for several reasons, um, but I do love the way that she holds herself. She's so independent, mm-hmm. um, but also so caring. Um, yeah, she's very caring. Yeah. Um, and even though she's shy, she's not like, I don't know, she's, it's not from a place of like shame, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of shy characters portrayed that way mm-hmm. yeah and she is othered in her school for yeah, sure they make fun of her or mm-hmm. most of the kids make fun of her um or at least there's that white. group like when she's riding her bike mm-hmm. um 
and they call her Ellie Choo Choo. Yeah. As they drive by. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously terrible. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was like a racist. Oh, definitely. It was something racist or because it's I just mean, like. It is. Like, yeah, it definitely yeah. is. I just wonder if I don't think there was anything else like overtly in the film, maybe, but that's like coming from a yeah perspective. Um, it might also it might be, you know, um, there might be something that I missed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like she just like, hustles and that's true she has to though and that yeah so this was one part that i was really conflicted with is how much effort she has to put into keeping her family afloat yeah um i don't think that's responsible right yeah it's it is like a kind of i mean i don't want to say sad in like a pitying way but just sort of like it is kind of sad that she doesn't really she is 17 but she is still a child too in a lot of ways and she has to really deal with like the bills and because the in the movie her mom has passed away at some point in the past and the dad who is an engineer um just doesn't speak english that well and that oh yeah from getting that's a whole other racist part of this movie yeah me. <laughs> well I mean I think that's real like if you're an immigrant from a country where the language is not like a Germanic language it's really hard to like mm-hmm. learn English it's such a difficult language and so um it makes sense that like I think that's true for a lot of people they mm-hmm. are they would they're qualified to do so many things but like because of the imperial nature of the English language. It's like, if you don't speak English, then tough luck kind of thing. Yeah, you're essentially worthless Yeah, America, which is right. well, yeah, not I, true, but- capital, Capitalism-wise. Yeah, capitalism-wise, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, basically they're struggling with their bills and he, he's the, what would you call it like the manager of the train station like the they do something with trains like I don't know (laughs) Ellie always has to go out there and signal the trains like hold the things up yeah I think they like sort of help them navigate but I'm not sure yeah Um, station master maybe that's the term yeah yeah Um, or like they live there yeah because it used to be a station but it's not necessarily a station anymore but it is a place for the conductors to check right. in I don't yeah know. that's yeah true because no trains ever stop there yeah it's but they still have to like be signaled yeah and somehow that's not an automatic process it's something that ellie has to do with her hands <laughs> <laughs> and holding up like the different lanterns or whatever they are yeah i think it's it's really it's cute um but of course it it's hard because i i do love her dad as a as a character yeah um but just looking at it from a parent perspective it's like dude like you gotta yeah you gotta maybe i don't know but it's also i'm coming from a white person Mm -hmm. native english speaker perspective and it is complicated because it's not like there's a lot of help for that kind of thing 
Mm-hmm. In this fucked up country, mm-hmm. especially so. in their rural, right, town, right, rural Very Washington, different. another very white place. Yeah, and that's definitely shown <laughs> in this film. Um, though I think the the two lead characters in this film are not white. Um, sorry, well the two the two. Um, lead- girls yeah they're yeah. Really girls Paul is. Not. Paul's definitely white yeah <laughs> um yeah but Ellie and Asher yeah and it seems like everyone else is white <laughs> yeah from what um, I remember most yeah. people. um anyway we haven't even really described what happens in this we movie. haven't we said it was really. like you know but basically Ellie is, is really smart She's very good at writing and she makes a bunch of money off of her classmates um, writing their papers for them. And it's, I think it's really funny that part in the beginning where like her teacher just knows, yeah. but she doesn't care. She like, yeah, Ellie's like, like why to talk about Play-Doh? How did you? Yeah. <laughs> and Ellie just says like, why don't you, why don't you punish me or turn me in for mm-hmm. writing everyone's papers? And she's like, then I'd have to read all their papers. Yeah. <laughs> So, for real I, yeah, they have like a funny relationship Ellie's like don't get fired over the weekend <laughs> <laughs> and then I love when the um the teacher's like no they fear the teacher's union because yeah like, <laughs> you can't you can't fire yeah. a teacher <laughs> it's like one oh, of the no. one of the last unions standing yeah um anyway yeah I love the relationship she has with her teacher because um it's I think the whole like runtime of the film, they maybe have like two minutes together. Yeah. Um, but the two minutes they are together really says a lot. Because mm-hmm. um, you can tell that this teacher believes that Ellie can um, do better than what she is planning on settling for. Yeah. Which um, I also find funny because um, the teacher gives her an application to Grinnell College. And Ellie's like, you know, I'm just going to go to UW because I can't. And it's like, UW's actually UW's a really, really good, good school. <laughs> like, that doesn't feel like settling, really. Yeah. And it's quite far away from where Ellie lives. Yeah. Sort of. Well, it's in state. So that's why yeah. I think you would get. Yeah. Um, day tuition or whatever. Yeah. So, and like why is Grinnell so much better I don't know <laughs> anyway I know. yeah that was a little maybe if you know the school yeah but I don't so I can only assume it's a good school for people who want to be English teachers I guess so I don't know yeah. um but I I also love the shade that Ellie throws back at her she's like yeah and you came back to Squamish so yeah why should I listen to you yeah. and the teacher is like touche yeah it's like you have a good point <laughs> avoid the liberal <laughs> arts um but yeah so basically paul is this kid who is thinks he's in love with aster a girl who ellie also has a bit of a fixation on um and paul comes everyone kind of does yeah everyone kind of does not um, necessarily in like a romantic or you know sexual way no. but i think for i think for ellie her fixation on aster is like more romantic and for paul i think he just thinks he wants to go out with her because she's like hot or whatever 
Yeah, uh, and she's the pastor's daughter, so there's oh, yeah, that, like, right. yeah, I feel like Paul doesn't necessarily, you know, seem, like, skeevy to me. He seems, no. he yeah. seems sweet, at least in the beginning, mm-hmm. but he is fixated on going out with someone, and he doesn't even know them, which right. is weird. <laughs> but it's, like, what society is sort of, like, ingrains in you is, like, the normal process of doing things. And I think especially for men or like boys, um, they're kind of told like, oh, if you like the way someone looks like go after them, doesn't really matter what else is going on. That's true. And she has a boyfriend and he's like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm gonna write her letters and try to woo her. Um, And Ellie doesn't want to do this. She turns him down like immediately, but then she needs $50 fast so that their electricity doesn't get shut off. And so she agrees to do it for $50. And then she gets sucked in because she writes this really lovely letter and Aster writes back. And so then it's like, this is where the Cyrano thing comes in because that's basically the premise of Cyrano where like the guy who is faking it is like winning her heart. because of this other person's words. And so that's what's happening in this dynamic too. Like Aster thinks she's falling in love with Paul, but it's because of what Ellie wrote and keeps writing and they keep writing to each other. And I don't know, the letters are cute. They are so cute. And one of the things that in the, I think, I believe it's the first letter, um, Ellie's watching a film with her father and he loves to watch classic films. Mm-hmm. and he loves to pick out the best part of uh, films or songs, anything, uh, which is something that his um, deceased uh, wife used to do. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that he learns English is by watching these films and listening to these songs. Um, and Ellie takes a line from one of these really old films and Aster recognizes it. Yeah. Um, so immediately, it's almost like bait for Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she's true. Like, oh, like she's like me. Mm-hmm. She she knows this stuff. She's, you know, it's not necessarily like a manic pixie dream girl scenario. It's more like an equal. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, yeah. They kind of. I think yeah. Ellie is surprised at how suddenly she connects with Aster through even though Aster doesn't know that they're connecting which is yeah. also mm, mm-hmm. the fact that like not someone's right. getting deceived in this scenario is like not very cool <laughs> but, yeah and the part that I thought was interesting and in how um the actress who plays Aster played this out uh, really well uh Alexis the Moore or the Meyer um she sort of knows what's going on I feel like from the beginning um or very early on because she's like this guy yeah there's no way yeah because they actually meet up like in person without Ellie or Ellie's like outside um texting him yeah and it's like so awkward (laughs) yeah it's the worst and Paul's just kind of like ask her to hang out ask her to hang out which is fine yeah 
it's not necessarily like it would be a total 180 from where they where they're going so they but they do hang out Mm -hmm. uh because of what paul said just wants to get burgers and uh fries and a milkshake and dip his fries in the milkshake with her (laughs) like that's so sweet but also like why yeah (laughs) because she's pretty yeah yeah like I know the fact that he can't because Ellie asks him she's like why do you like her and he can't articulate it and that's like a big red flag I feel like he like even if he had trouble but he got there like he just never gets there yeah of being able to say why he likes her yeah he says that she's pretty and smart yeah it's like like okay so we're most people (laughs) like come on yeah (laughs) um yeah I I'm yeah part of him like I I liked him because he was so dopey yeah and it was the dopey charm thing going on and yeah and he wasn't like he wasn't overtly like sexualizing her that's true it seemed like he really did want to like court her and woo her and um he didn't I feel like he didn't have some like weird ulterior motive but it was also not cool (laughs) in so many ways I feel like what we've said about Paul so far puts him squarely in like 1952 (laughs) as like a character just like he's yeah yeah. he's the milkshakes and fries the wanting to court and woo a girl that he doesn't even know but he Mm -hmm. thinks is pretty and smart yeah (laughs) like yeah and being weird about Ellie being queer yes 1952 where he belongs he just was in the wrong time except for uh sausage taco oh yeah i forgot about that that's that's beyond this time i feel like that was just a joke alice Wu was like you know it'd be funny (laughs) we had this guy be really into sausage tacos and it was funny (laughs) um yeah so Aster and Ellie, though, they don't really know each other very well either. It's true. Um, they just, they but get they, to know each other. Yeah. Through, well, what? Aster doesn't know necessarily. Right. Um, but Ellie so, gets, like, in a roundabout way, they're getting to know each other. But yeah. there's a deception built into that getting to know each other. And so there's, like, a disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. The What I did like is that Ellie seems so... I don't know how to explain this <laughs> at the so spoiler alert you know Aster finds out mm-hmm. that Paul has not been writing these letters it's been Ellie and the way Ellie handles it I feel like is pretty good I feel like in so many I feel like if she were a dude mm-hmm. it would have been like if, if the roles were reversed which it wouldn't have ever been like I feel like the guy would have gotten aggressive and been like, well, yeah. why don't you like me? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so I guess in, in that regard, I sort of like how Ellie was like, yeah, I, I really fucked up and I'm sorry. And I totally betrayed your trust. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a really funny scene together at the end, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it where they're like in the water together at this hot spring. What yeah. did you think about that scene? I, it confused me, I'm gonna be honest. I was so like, what is this? Me, 
actually a couple scenes in this movie confused me yeah um that was i i did like that scene Mm -hmm. because it shows a vulnerability um between both characters and i think it makes them you know multi-dimensional um because they talk about you know more existential things and they have that sort of connection and Aster, you get to see why like Aster feels totally pressured like she knows that Trig is going to propose at some point mm-hmm. soon even though they're 17 um, and that this is probably going to be her life and this is what's expected of her but I don't think she has anyone to talk about that with mm-hmm. so it was nice to see her talk to Ellie about yeah. that I agree I think I just was confused about what they were even really doing there in the first place I wonder if, because at the end, she's saying, or Aster says, it's not like I didn't think about it. Um, True, she did say that. And that, maybe that's the kind of, maybe that was like similar to like a date where she's, Mm. you know, maybe that's when she thought about it. She's like, okay, let me, let's go to a, you know, a secret place or whatever. Um, I don't know. There, there's lots of layers to it that I haven't quite processed yet. <laughs> yeah. What um, were some of the other scenes that confused you? So when Paul, or rather when Ellie asked Paul, to, like, why, why do you like Esther? Mm-hmm. And he says she's funny and smart mm-hmm. and, or pretty and smart, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says something to Ellie and Ellie goes off on this like huge tangent about all the things that uh, make Aster wonderful. Um, Yes. And then he says, oh, I'm so stupid. (laughs) I should have known, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But then, so that's when I thought he knew that she was, that she liked Aster. Mm -hmm. But then later on, when Ellie comes out and he says, you're going to hell, that's a sin, yeah I was like wait but didn't you already know that yeah so that didn't click for me I don't know if I missed something what's going on but well if you missed it I missed it too because yeah that didn't really make any sense yeah I watched it twice now and I'm like that that doesn't connect to me so I don't know what happened something in the editing must have yeah I don't know because I'm like what does he think does he think that she likes him Mm. that Ellie likes Paul um I don't know if Paul thinks that deeply about anything <laughs> no I don't like think so either but then he also he kisses Ellie yeah um and she's like what the fuck <laughs> you know basically confused person <laughs> yeah and he's like oh I thought you wanted that <laughs> and she's like what in what world <laughs> um so yeah I don't know if that's just to show the audience like you said that Paul doesn't really de- think deeply about anything mm-hmm. but it just gets a weird me. juxtaposition of like maybe it's not weird um but he is kind of this he's portrayed as this sort of lovable goofy guy but at the same time he does all these things that like aren't like just not good 
like trying to kiss Ellie or like and just saying like I thought you wanted that Mm -hmm. um and then the whole thing about when she comes out and he's like oh you're going to hell or whatever yeah does he say that I can't remember he says something about Um, sin yeah the way that he I thought it was interesting for the from the actor doing it or portraying it this way is because he says it like he's processing it like he's processing everything he's ever been told about it because mm-hmm. he just says it in statements he just says and then like very like low like um I don't know he doesn't with not a lot of emotion mm-hmm. he's just like it's a sin you're going to hell so it's like he says it like it's a fact that he's trying to convince himself of yeah. like he doesn't he doesn't quite understand mm-hmm. um but it's just as strange to me like we were saying before that like a teenager in today's world would think that way like would never have questioned it before you know what I mean like we live in the internet age <laughs> like have you yes. ever been on Instagram even Instagram like not even TikTok or anything just like <laughs> I don't know have you ever opened a web browser <laughs> like yeah and these kids seem to you know it's not like a like a past period piece or whatever like they have cell phones they have the equivalent of like snapchat basically um i guess i don't know um like a ghost messaging ghost messenger that's what it's called (laughs) yeah (laughs) which i assume that's what snapchat is supposed to be um so it's like he clearly knows he must yeah like there's no way you are in high school in today's america and have like never even thought about queerness ever or like <laughs> not even queerness but just like they first of all I find it hard to believe that anyone doesn't know like this is just me too this is not true. <laughs> like I'm sure there are plenty of people who don't know any out queer people in high school but mm-hmm. in my own head there's no way that exists <laughs> there's queer people in every high school is what I'm trying yes. to say they might not be out um where was I well, going with that? I oh yeah, like it's surprising that he wouldn't, yeah, and yeah, exactly, that he wouldn't have been exposed to like any kind of um, narrative that challenges this very oversimplified religious narrative of like, it's a sin, you're going to hell, mm-hmm. the end. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sit right with me, and the fact that he just, he says that, and then he doesn't speak to Ellie for several weeks to yeah. the point where Ellie's dad thinks that she and Paul broke up I know um which is so darn cute and he's, like, <laughs> and he's just delivering sausage because they live they're next door neighbors um, right. Ellie and Paul so um you know he's just bringing over sausage for the dumplings um, <laughs> and he's That's like awesome. oh no um you know we just had a fight <laughs> but it is that that's the part that didn't like sit well with me is the fact that like he said all those things and then he still just didn't talk to her um so it's like he had time to process and he still was like no though I did love that he googled um how do you know if you're a gay (laughs) I thought was fucking hilarious um and of course of course he uh 
leaves the browser open his mom sees it and his mom's like totally chill with it I feel yeah like. which also is weird <laughs> which that, like he wouldn't be but she would be exactly it doesn't make yeah. any sense in this yeah. like ultra religious town that he would be like yeah that's a, that's a sin you're going to hell and the mom would be like I'm gonna accept my son for who yeah <laughs> you know just like I don't know yeah um that's that's a whole fun scene at the end when they're all in church and confessing <laughs> different things oh, confession yes of queer narratives of religion mm-hmm. this is a total side note but we can call this sarah's book recommendation for the week Woo! karen esposito's book save yourself have you heard of that it came out last year um it's very good i really liked this book because she grew up like very catholic and yeah. it was way more nuanced than like this thing that we've got going on it's black and white yeah yeah I mean Catholicism is very black and white but like her experience of being a queer person in Catholicism and like really for a long time like embracing Catholicism and like faith was way more nuanced than just her believing that like oh it's a sin while also recognizing and identifying herself as being a gay person or no yeah I think she tried to like reconcile those things together and then she ultimately was like no Catholicism is just a big no but um when she was like in her early 20s she was trying to really figure out like how those two things could be together Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people you know do that a lot of queer people are kind of trying to occupy like faith spaces and queer spaces and I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive I think Catholicism specifically is like pretty anti-gay <laughs> just, just they're like pretty open about that mm-hmm. um, but you know like religion is just this is my opinion but religion is just a human-made thing and you can make it into whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah absolutely queer people should definitely be in religious spaces um though as i think religion is stupid yeah yeah as that's not a good word i think it causes a lot more harm than good than good yeah um yeah speaking as someone who did grow up catholic and you know had that same thing of like you know i didn't really care if i was catholic or not but having that um having faith in my life for so long Mm -hmm. um and having that community in my life for so long that you know trying to reconcile that with being a queer person um was hard mm-hmm. uh so i can i can sort of understand i guess paul saying this mm-hmm. um without necessarily having any like it doesn't i don't know it doesn't like affect him he's not a queer person right so he doesn't have to put a lot of thought into it yeah I think, but he misses his friend. He misses his best friend. And he's like, yeah, maybe I just need to do a quick Google search uh, and like learn a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. Um, because he's looking, I think he's looking for any excuse to convince himself that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Which again, still not believable. Right. In 2020 as right. a teenager. <laughs> I, yeah. I just... I can't buy that. Yeah, me either. As noble as it may be, it mm-hmm. belongs in like 1980 or something. 
52. 52. Or, <laughs> well, in 52, I guess That's in 80, no. also That's couldn't leave the internet. Legal. Maybe 1994. <laughs> 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 so specific. <laughs> Here my sister was born. 1994. <laughs> yeah, four. <laughs> um, pretty sure. <laughs> um, there are just some other things that I liked about this movie that I wanted to discuss too. Yes. yes. Um, all the quotes that were appearing in, um, I guess, transitions, kind of like uh, chapters or acts. Yeah. If we want to come back to the play. Yeah. Um, and how they, and this is just from the ex um, high school English teacher and me, they start off as all the things that are like from books or people that you study, especially in like AP literature, or AP Lang, um, like Oscar Wilde, um, who else? Plato. <laughs> oh, yes. um, so it goes from like those sort of like highbrow things all the way down to the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it really did encapsulate, you know, a high school teenage experience. Yeah. Um, like in mood. I thought it was totally. really cool. I like how you pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, of course they're talking about Oscar Wilde because Ellie Chu is in AP Lit. Let's be real. <laughs> She's in Brit lit all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the like, whole other thing is what's considered AP lit worthy. Oh yeah, AP is a scam. Oh, for you sure. heard it here first. Not I, first. I just I you heard it here for the thousandth time. <laughs> Sarah, I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, college board scam. <laughs> um, Big class scam. Yeah, it is um, racist as well. Mm-hmm. And classist. Yes. I said it. It's for true. For the first time here. <laughs> I don't think uh, anyone anyway. with you. Well, probably someone would. <laughs> I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The other part that I liked is um, I guess the, the topics that Ellie and Aster talk about. Um, I feel like they really bond over over these topics like painting mm-hmm. and literature. Oh, that beautiful mural and thing. politics. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they must have felt so lonely mm. like all these years without someone to like talk to about yeah. their interests because yeah, that's all sad yeah because I feel like Aster has just had to be like the pastor's daughter like can't do anything wrong um but also like everyone looks up to her and wants to be her friend so she doesn't even have to like she doesn't even have to try mm. like people just want to talk to her because of her status um and then Ellie on the other hand you know opposite oppositely they're just like yeah, you're smart. Mm-hmm. Write my paper. Mm-hmm. I'll pay you by. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think about how they must feel so lonely. Yeah. Um, and how that must have, them writing to each other must have felt really nice. Yeah. Um, though, of course, you know, nice for Ellie in the sense 
in, in the beginning. Yeah. Um, it would have been really cute if like, um, it would have been a totally different movie, but it would have been cute if they knew that they were writing to each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a sucker for like the epistolary romance. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I think it's cute. Yeah. Um, um, it's nice to know that you know the person who you're writing to. Yeah. <laughs> or like, that. yeah, that you know who they are and they're not yeah. pretending to be someone else. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. The film. What did you think about, spoiler alert, the kiss at the end good question another part that kind of surprised me um didn't really see it coming I guess in a way I did but I don't know first of all as a general rule I don't think you should just go kiss someone without like as a surprise like without them realizing that that's what you're gonna do which it sort of seemed like that's what was happening I think it wasn't supposed to be like a sneak attack, but I think it was just like an impulsive decision that Ellie made in the moment that surprised Aster. And I don't think it was portrayed as like, it surprised her in a bad way, but I've just been thinking about that a lot lately in general of like, um, maybe just ask someone mm-hmm. if you're gonna like kiss them for the first time, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Yeah, and I think, the viewer is supposed to think, oh, wow, it's so impulsive. Like, even Ellie's shocked that she did that. Yeah. Yeah. But I can, mm-hmm. I and feel I like I've. The impulse thing is like marketed to us as romantic. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. it can be, but if it's like, they don't really have a lot of ground to stand on in terms of like expecting that or like, not that you have to expect it, but just like, I feel like they just don't have enough of a, um yeah ground to stand on where like that would be a romantic impulsive thing as opposed to like a surprising and like maybe not good impulsive Mm -hmm. thing I think a romantic impulsive thing can happen like if you have an established trust with that person Mm -hmm. which trust is like a whole other thing that like maybe they don't have especially Aster because Ellie lied straight up lied to her for like Mm -hmm. a really long time anyway that was sort of my it was cute, like in the movie sense of like, oh, what a cute movie scene. But when you break it down, it's it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, my first impression looking or, you know, viewing it from a non-critical lens was, oh, how cute. Yeah, that and was then, like first impulse thing too. But then I also think, I also could have done with them like walking and maybe like brushing hands yeah. and holding hands and then like, moving away yeah you know something like that mm-hmm. um because at the very end I did get teary as Ellie is driving away on riding away on her bike mm-hmm. because I felt so proud of her and I was like so yeah. excited for her and everything that she's going to accomplish in college and like you know all the adventures she's going to have and yeah. she's you know so confident mm-hmm. um like, I loved that. Yeah. Um, and I think we could have had the same feeling without that kiss. Yeah. So while it was 
super cute super cute um I think my first reaction of it being like oh how cute also has something to do with the fact that I usually think that when I see queer women or you know like girls or whatever um age-appropriate relationships kissing on screen I just think it's really cute but then yeah just with this one in particular I thought about it more and I was like I don't know if that was actually great yeah especially since this is their first time talking and yeah. I assume months. Like I think they're right. about to leave for college soon. Um, and they haven't, yeah, they haven't spoken to each other in a very long time. And Ellie's finally like, we gotta, we gotta talk about this. <laughs> and she kind of like ambushes Esther outside yeah. of a restaurant, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. But I think also like, lesbian movies get a bad rap for like having too little physical intimacy exactly but in this case I think less is more because just like the tone of the movie and the fact that it's like geared towards a younger audience not that a younger audience can't have stuff with like more physical intimacy but just like can't kiss yeah (laughs) just the way that the storyline played out I think it would have made more sense to have Mm -hmm. it be like a romantic hand just hand touch or hand hold or whatever like mm-hmm. or even if it was a kiss but it was less of a impulse thing mm-hmm. like a last second gotta do this before I ride away to college kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah I feel like they could have incorporated it in a different way mm-hmm. but yeah it is one of those things where it's like <laughs> kind of like a rock in a hard place when we think about um lesbian cinema Mm -hmm. because so much of it has been built on not showing anything between you know the two female leads just Um, a lot of eyes just staring I mean (laughs) the lesbian stare gay and gays right (laughs) (laughs) yep um put it on a t-shirt yeah so (laughs) I mean I still really like this movie. I, I do. Oh, on balance, I think it's really great. Yeah, I recommended it to several people, mm-hmm. including my therapist. <laughs> nice. And she and her family loved it. Oh, that's so <laughs> um, so in general, I would recommend this film because I think it's so yeah. cute. Um, it's really nicely shot. Like, I don't know. It's beautifully made, I think. It is beautifully made. It's very, um, I feel like it's very simple. Yeah. It's like simply done. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, huge, you know, blockbuster-y kind of gimmicky no, things. We don't need um, those. No. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a really touching story on many levels. I think my favorite part actually of the whole story, of the whole movie is the immigrant experience um and how Ellie has to be a parent for her parent um not just because um they're an immigrant family but also in the death of her mm-hmm. mother mm-hmm. and her father's wife yeah. um that said though I think in a lot of ways it's not like the dad is totally helpless or anything like he does do things to care for her and it is a mutual relationship I would say yeah, but he, he does. Grieving, and she does need to take on more than she probably should have to as like a 17 year old. Yeah, it's it's a little, it's sad, but I think 
like there's there's several aspects to it right it's the thing that I like about it is that it's not one-dimensional yeah their, their relationship is not one-dimensional it's not just because she's an immigrant child it's not just because <laughs> um you know they don't make enough money mm-hmm. and it's not just because he's a widow widower widower <laughs> um either one I guess yeah so yeah I just I like that it's complex yeah um, yeah so as we were saying in the beginning this it it's like tropes but then different yeah <laughs> doesn't hit every note but hits most of them it does yeah. um any last thoughts um no I just think yeah I would recommend this movie and I'm glad we got to talk about it yeah I'm glad it was very cute yeah, apparently there is a second one in the work, or like there might be a second one. Like a sequel um, to this one? Yeah, the half oh of my it God. too. Um, the whole of it. <laughs> the whole of it. Um, the other half of it. The other half of it. <laughs> um, so I know that um, Leah Lewis, who uh, plays Ellie, has said that she would be down for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any like actual plans have been made yet. Um, okay. It seems to just be speculation at this point, especially since like we couldn't do anything this past year. So <laughs> getting people together for a film has been a little difficult. How do people have pulled it off? Oh yeah. They've also finished filming their season and their whole series. It seems like that one's not going to be coming back, which is very sad. Can you repeat that? Which one? Winona Earp. Oh yeah. Yikes. It was a good ending. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Very, very queer. Very gay. <laughs> Enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Yay. Yeah. I, I hope I, they I, do make a sequel to this. I would absolutely watch it. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Um, if you have any thoughts about this film, please let us know. Um, you can email us at galpalswatch. Gmail.com. Oh yeah, <laughs> the email part of things. You know, <laughs> um, we're also on Instagram at Gal Pals Watch, and on Twitter at Gal Pals Watch. Woohoo! Um, we don't do a ton on there, but I will respond to your messages. We <laughs> <laughs> um, check our email. I check it occasionally. <laughs> yes, I do have it on my phone, so oh. you know, just just let us know um what do you think just say hi i'll respond (laughs) um and rate review and subscribe tell your friends (laughs) and if you have any um you know recommendations for films that you would like us to review um you know movies that you don't want to watch but we will (laughs) and riff on it or whatever just let us know yeah Taking suggestions. Taking suggestions. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and keep it hella gay. ASMR. Maybe we should do the podcast like this. Oh my God. An ASMR podcast. My kids are going to go to bed. (laughs) Ha, <laughs> ha,
but I, I actually really like ASMR. <laughs> 